Hey everyone, you are listening to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. This little banter is about a car ride long and features your hosts, JJ Parker and Melissa Albers. JJ owns a tech company and Melissa has been a coach working with influencers for the last 18 years. So Melissa, last night I went to go talk to my 14-year-old son uh-huh. just about school, right? Distance and, uh, learning and all. About distance learning, which is new to everyone. Mm-hmm. And uh, he started doing his distance learning like laying down in his bed with his lights off, right? <laughs> <laughs> that seems productive. Well, right. And he's supposed <laughs> to be on video calls and, you know, being a uh, master professional of Zoom calls, I was like, you know, just you shouldn't do your calls from your bed, right? I just felt as a parent and the the uh, teacher of our house, I guess, that that's not like where he should take do his calls, right? Yeah. No big, not a big deal. I was just like, I just wanted to like say, hey, let's just sit at your desk or. Yeah. Um, and he responded to that thought with, um, I don't know why you're always on me. You need to stay in your lane. you need to stay in your lane you need to stay in your lane and i flipping lost it (laughs) it came off the top ropes (laughs) oh my god like i can usually stay pretty calm on stuff but (laughs) i mean you know how like teenagers can just push the right exact little thing and that was it flat in no time flat and that was it and so I grabbed his computer, his phone, and his iPad, which are his like most val- valuable possessions, and like went down in the kitchen. And it's like I I was shaking, right? I could just feel oh. that like adrenaline response. I could just feel those feelings just like surging through me, right? <laughs> you and know at what- that point, I was just like. I don't care about the bed thing. Now we are just... <laughs> We're all in. Yeah. We are all in, you and me, son. Yeah. Yeah. I I will show you what the lane is. Right? <laughs> all this is my lane. The whole thing is my lane. I'm actually the entire freeway. <laughs> right? And I'm getting in my... And I'm getting in my... In my... Uh, I'm getting in my bulldozer and I'm just going to plow everything down. So... No, so I think you know I calmed it down after yeah. that, but but uh, boy, it really spun me around for a second. I think it's interesting, like just talking about this, like how many times do you go into some situation, whether it's at home or if it's at work or whatever, and you have sort of an agenda in your mind about mm-hmm. what's going to happen? Like, here are the following bullet points I'm going to communicate. This is how the situation is going to go. This is how everybody else is going to respond to my bullet points. Like we kind of go in with some agenda, like a thinking yeah. pattern. Yeah. And then someone interacts with us and feelings all of a sudden are present and totally change our capacity to have the message or they just spin us in a totally different direction. And we may not even remember what we were thinking before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That isn't that, that, that crazy. Like I, you know, that's a pretty extreme example, right? 
Yeah. But we all we all come I I you know in in conversations a lot where I I think we're going to talk about one thing and then this that subject changes and I feel a little off kilter. Like yeah. like I have to finish my one thought before I can move yeah somehow to another topic. Yeah. And sometimes for me, like even in my coaching sessions, like I'll have an idea of a topic that really should probably be discussed. So I'll have sort of some thinking around, you know, how to broach the topic so that it's objective and that people can enter into the discussion. And oftentimes then the feelings of the topic will just derail objectivity for the Mm. individual and they get these amped up emotions right away. And it could be not, it, it doesn't even have to be a bad thing or a good thing. It just could be a topic that they have some energy around. Mm-hmm. And um, boy, you really have to notice that how that affects you too, because you're exactly right. Like for me, if I notice somebody is really having a hard time or they're, they're getting triggered, like you and I use that word a lot, yep. they're getting triggered by something and they're having a really strong emotional response. I have to make a conscious decision to stay neutral. Yeah. Because if I wasn't aware, it would be very easy to get swept up in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you just, then if you, if you're in a position where you're actually trying to make like a reasoned, logical yeah. choice, yeah, yep. <laughs> those emotions are just like messing with, with your thinking, right? With yeah. your reasoning, right? Because you're not really being maybe driven by that part of your brain anymore. Yeah. Right? You're being driven by the yeah. emotions. It's interesting to think about this topic particularly today because there's a lot going on in the world. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, on the day that we're filming this today, we are, you know, about a month out from the presidential election. People are really amped up about that. There's a lot of unrest in the streets. Yep. There's still this whole stuff with the pandemic going back to school. It's starting to get cold out so we can't be outside. So I think that even when we're trying our very best to keep thinking about the jobs that we have, thinking about our things that we're supposed to be thinking about and keeping on the rails, I think that there is this sort of feeling that rolls around inside of us and makes us feel just filled with unease. Yeah. And I wonder how many people notice that like in the moment when they're trying to work versus how long does it take someone to notice if it's Mm. like creeps up for a while? Yes. I, I really like that idea because, uh, again, the trigger moments, those are, those are flashpoints. Like they're pretty easy to recognize in, in yourself. Um, the ones that, that I think the more subtle Mm -hmm. feeling stuff, like you're saying, it's like, um, like an example is, you know, like you're saying, everybody right now maybe has an un, uneasy feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Which means at work, and I've seen this in our team, are they'll be more conservative around decisions, mm. right? They, they'll uh, be a little bit more anxious yeah. to make this. Is this the right decision? Are we going to be okay if I make this decision? Is this whole thing going to fall apart? When really the fact is that those that thought patterns coming from their general uneasy feeling, it has very little to do with like yeah. their job, that decision, and the, the, the in the business. moment, in the right. moment, right, right. <clears throat> but that under it's like an undercurrent, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it's shaping thinking. So, you know, for me, if I want the team 
to make some, uh, you know, maybe more like aggressive or risky decisions, mm-hmm. <laughs> I really have to be make sure that I'm reminding them that we're making decisions that's affecting, <laughs> yeah, like our business. Everything's going to be okay. It's safe to make riskier decisions, yeah. you know, yeah. because we know it's part of a bigger plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But their default is more conservative right now. Yeah. And I think, I think really, you know, as we're always talking about self-awareness and how it can really make improvements in our, in our way of being, particularly in this topic. And we've kind of talked a little bit about this in some other podcasts and some of the other video lessons that we've done, but I think it really bears repeating over and over again, is that being able to understand how your body is responding and how you're feeling to things. Um, because a lot of times, like I was in a coaching session yesterday and someone said, I just don't feel very good. Like I can't pinpoint what it is. That's what they said. Mm. I can't pinpoint what it is. I just don't feel good. And for two days I've been wandering around like, what is this? Why am I, why am I like this? What am I thinking? And it's impacting absolutely everything. So I think having the awareness of, first of all, recognizing when we do have some unease, you yeah. know, like recognizing it. And I, I think it's, I, I think it would be doing ourselves a disservice to make ourselves wrong for recognizing that we're feeling like that. A lot mm-hmm. of times we have these feelings and we want to shove them away, you know? And I yep. think it's just, there's a, there's a component here again, where it's like, oh, I'm feeling so uneasy yeah. and it's affecting absolutely all of my decisions that I'm making right now. Yep. And we were talking about this the other day is especially now uh that uneasiness is turning into fatigue right yeah. like it's yeah it's been happening so long we're all just getting tired yeah yeah <laughs> right? emotionally tired and that's having an effect on yep. our thinking too yeah i think you know for me what i would really want to be um kind of focusing on in this topic. I think something that's really important for us is, so we're talking about how to identify it in our bodies. You know, Mm -hmm. like we feel it, like we feel uneasy. Like I always get a stomach ache or I can tell I'm not sleeping well and I get a headache or I feel tight across the shoulders. Like I have certain key things that are absolute um, body triggers for me that say you're in a state of not feeling easy. And rather than a lot of judgment around that or trying to pretend like it's not true, I think it's much more beneficial to recognize, trace that feeling back. Like, where is it coming from? Mm -hmm. And once I'm figuring out where it's coming from, it's not realistic to try to push it away or to force feed myself a whole load of positive pills. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But to just focus on the things that I know can make me feel better Mm. Um, because the vibration and the energy that I kick things off with, people are noticing that in all of us, Yep. whatever we lead with from our feeling perspective is absolutely in front of anything that we say or any of the way we're interacting with people. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, that's really true. So like what things do you do? to make yourself feel better. Yeah. Like how do you, how do you change that energy for yourself? Yeah. I think the first thing that I learned a long time ago is what doesn't work is to try to force myself into having a positive attitude. So the minute I go, Oh, I just don't feel good. 
what does not work for me, or really, I don't think it works at all, <laughs> is to just go, oh, okay, now that I notice it, I'm just going to, it, it's fine. Yeah. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, just, I'm going to, I'm, I'm upset now, but so I'm going to just decide to be not upset. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to go, gonna go <laughs> I'm just going to go run and do something else. So for me, I think just acknowledging, first of all, I don't really feel that great. And then acknowledging how it's impacting the thoughts that I have, the interactions that I have. And as the moment that I can label it, then I get my energy away from it. In other mm -hmm. words, I don't want to focus on that yucky feeling. I don't want to focus on it. Once I've identified that that's what, what's happening for me, I very like, I very much move quickly into more general and more positive thinking patterns. Mm. Yeah. And, and not expecting myself to respond 100% in five seconds, but just start, for example, um, here, here's like, here, let me just give a real life example. So if I'm feeling anxious, so we're in the middle of a huge remodel project in our mm -hmm. house. And there's a lot of opportunity where there could be anxiety around that, okay? Yep. And so if I all of a sudden notice that I'm having anxiety, the first thing that I can say to myself is, okay, I'm feeling really uneasy. What is this about? What is the subject of my thoughts that got me to feeling this way? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's the, it's, the, it's the remodel project. Okay. And then I'll notice that I was sort of fixating on certain parts of that project, what if there's water damage in an outside wall because we have stucco? What if this? What if that? What if this? What if that? And that subject of the remodel, I'm, I'm focusing on the negative side of that remodel. Mm -hmm. So I can simply bring myself back and go more general in the same subject. For example, this remodeling project is going to be so beautiful when it's done. I'm so looking forward to this room being light and airy, and I'm so excited that we're doing something to the house because it's been 15 years since the last time we did a project. And yeah. while there's some stuff going on, it's just so interesting and fun to see all of the progress every day. Mm -hmm. So I'm using the exact same point of contention in my heart, <laughs> but I'm, I'm turning it a little bit so that I can start going more general and more on a positive note. Yeah, that's a really that's a really great example. Thought you were gonna say chocolate. <laughs> that's always my example. I worry that people are tired of me saying that. <laughs> Snacks and chocolate. <laughs> but yeah, well, but I think those those things like snacks and chocolate well make you temporarily feel good. What you're talking about is much deeper than chocolate. I mean, I know that's a horrible thing to say. Yeah, deeper yes. than chocolate, but well, I don't know if that's actually true. But for the sake of this podcast, I'll let it go. <laughs> but I, I think really that the the key to all of this is us being able to um, get to spending enough time understanding what has us got in our triggered spot, yep. but only staying there long enough to identify what it is. Yeah, because instead of ruminating on it. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> I think it's really interesting when. You know, you're using this example of your house remodel and the anxiety mm -hmm. around it. Um, I think it's interesting to think about why do we have feelings in the first place, right? Oh, uh, like yeah. Like we have these things, right? Or it's like if you move it back, like feelings must exist for a reason, right? Like a yeah, like a like a survival reason, right? They're part of humans. Why if yeah, yeah, if they were unnecessary, you know they wouldn't be part of us. Yeah, exactly. So why do they even exist in the first place? Um, and so I was reading a book about evolutionary biology, 
right? <laughs> that sounds light. As you do. I mean, it's, you know, <laughs> it was that or Harry Potter. <laughs> um, and so one of the things they were talking about in this book is that, that feelings and emotion, emotional responses are part of survival and procreation, basically. They're two fundamental things to like, you know, if if you want to get humans to continue on, you got to make sure they stay alive. Right. <laughs> and they procreate, right? Um, and so a lot of emotional responses, the the theory in the in the book was that a lot of our emotions are fundamentally uh, like built designed to to solve for those two things yeah right, right. so for your <laughs> example like you want a safe house a uh, a safe secure structurally sound house right yes. and you don't want any water damage or structural problems. These are like fundamental, like almost survival things. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. my cave must be secure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in today's society, some of those, in today's environment, I'd say, some of those like really fundamental survival things mm. just aren't very relevant, right? Yeah, that's right. So it's sort of like that fight or flight mentality too, yes. as you've talked about. Like it feels like you're sort of around dancing a little around some of that too. Yeah, that would be fight, fight or flight. That's like one of those basic instinct things that yeah that try to keep you alive, yeah. right, in dangerous situations. Uh, and the fact is. Well, uncomfortable, a dangerous situation isn't, I wasn't hurt in a meeting. Right. right. Yeah. It's not I, as relevant. I, you know, I must fight, right? Or, yeah. or whatever. Or even like my kid's doing his homework in his bed. And now, like, you know, the emotional response of that doesn't need to be fight or flight. Yeah. It can be much easier than that. But right. we have, but, but that's what we have. That's we have what we instincts, have to work with, like right? <laughs> deep, deep instincts that are um, yeah. like right in our DNA is what you're saying. Like a deep right. instinct to have certain feelings are is in our DNA and has been since the beginning yep. of the human race. Yep. Like I can't tell you, like I'm not a real big fan of snakes. No, I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I cannot tell you how many times I've like seen a rope on the ground and jumped as if it was a snake, right? Oh, like, I don't come across snakes. Like, this isn't a part of my daily life. And <laughs> like, we live in Minnesota and I don't, I don't, there might, I don't even know that there's a deadly snake that is no. like natural. I mean, like the worst we would see would be like a tiny garden snake and oh, like all oh, those gardeners can be really big those oh, things can yeah. be like the size of very large ropes <laughs> right yeah very large string <laughs> but that's one of those things right the 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 primal fear of a snake and and me yes. jumping to not get bit by it yeah. is not a relevant skill for me to have in my environment wow Right. But it's there. It's there. And I 
and it happens. <laughs> like, so obviously we have no ropes at our house. Well, and I know this is slightly <laughs> off topic, but I always say if God would have just put ears or something on them, they'd be cuter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so there, there we have, I've got like, I've got this emotional reaction to snakes and I almost never see a snake and like, you know, maybe like a thousand times, one time out of a thousand times, I think I see a snake. It's actually a snake. <laughs> right? Right, right, right. So from an, from a biology perspective, like it doesn't make any sense. So, it, so, so let me just like summarize. So are you saying that you think a lot of the things that we see or our instant reactions to things are not based on reality at all. Yes. But based, is, okay. That's a way smarter way to say it than what I was trying to explain. <laughs> no, no, no. But I, I think that's interesting though. So you're right because you're talking about, what you're talking about is how we are very logical beings and we're always talking in the self-awareness journey about, you know, we use our brains so much that our feelings don't have much of a chance to intersect yeah. um, when our brains are in full power. You know, I always say brains yeah. are a great tool and a horrible master. <laughs> and in this case, what you're saying is, you know, what the brain does is a minute that it has something that triggers a feeling, the brain or the when the brain sees something or gets triggered by something, it, it's instantly looking to put it into a file folder that it recognizes. Like, yep. And so, and, and it can elicit really strong emotions or feelings like boom in the moment. Yeah. Right. So in my examples, like it's like, uh, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing clearly I'm seeing an illusion, right? Like the snake, like the rope I think is a snake. Yeah. I saw a snake, you know, like my yeah, brain yeah, says, yeah. you just saw a snake jump and run away. Well, that's an illusion. That's not reality because the reality is it's a rope and it's not moving yeah so that kind of thing i believe we actually encounter all the time yeah we respond to a thing that's not reality yeah now yeah when you get into philosophy you start talking about how that is an illusion or you have a yep. a delusional mind yeah right yep yep you're making up um, stories you're making up stories mm -hmm. and it happens with things that are maybe very physical, like a, like the snake example, it happens in social context oh, all the sure. time, yeah, all the time. Because again, part of our, you know, millions of years ago, part of human survival tuning mm -hmm. was also living in tribes and you had to rely on other people. That's like how we got here, right? Right, exactly. So the social dynamics are a part of that emotional reaction too, and yeah. you're going to have illusion in those scenarios too, because there was response, emotional responses to keep you in a survival state then too. And you know what? You see that in, you see that in the workplace all the time, JJ, mm -hmm. like I'm totally tracking with you because I think that like in situations where there's interactions going on or decisions having to be made or teams working together it is very common for someone to get triggered by something that they think um, someone is doing to them or that person's acting like this because of this is what happens to me every time. And mm -hmm. it's the exact same thing. They start 
experiencing something that isn't actually occurring because maybe once before they did, or they're looking for substantiating evidence to a belief that they have that isn't right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's really, it's really fascinating. Yeah. Um, it, it is it just the, this idea of how our feelings interact with our thoughts, just in everyday common things, um, you know, I, I'm always beating the drum of like just, you know, that self-awareness, that conscious knowledge of how you are in the moment. Having more of that really allows a lot more objectivity. And I think it gives us a chance to not have to emotionally dive head first into a shallow cement pool because we have an instant reaction about something because we're in sort of a state that's not actually true. Yep, yep. Yeah, well, it's good practice for everybody to to really stay, you know, in the moment. Like, really, when when that when those things happen, just take take that second to yeah. reflect. Right? We yeah. we say like get yeah. a gap, get a gap in there. Yeah, between yeah. Just ask the, the question. And, oh, uh, isn't that interesting? Yep. Like, you have a really strong feeling or a reaction to something. Then, rather than going all in, if you can sit back and just like you said, create a gap. And I, uh, the, the way I offer that in coaching is to say, ask yourself, well, isn't that interesting? Like I just had a really strong emotion. Isn't that interesting? Cause it just gives a little space yeah. and with a little space, then we can start recognizing what is the subject of my thoughts that have got me so wound up right now. And can I reframe them gently and in a smaller way to start feeling better because again every time we feel bad and try and push something out it doesn't work nearly as well we have to feel good to make good things happen it's just the way that it is yep well i'm going to practice that and uh in the meantime i'm going to go round up all the ropes in my house and <laughs> hide them you can come to my house anytime if you want to see some garter snakes cuz we got snakes <laughs> and I, you will hear me from across minneapolis every single time <laughs> if you've enjoyed this podcast check us out on the web at theselfawarenessjourney.com you can also find us on linkedin and facebook <laughs>